Welcome to Get Real with Dave. Today, no. Today, we do not have ourselves an ordinary episode. Today, we have ourselves an old-fashioned, one-on-one, heated debate. Brace yourselves. It's about to be so, so entertaining let's go today we'll be talking about the nba um i have very good news and i'm sure you and uh you know all the other nba fans have heard that the nba is indeed back um i just want to kind of clear up the news just like um uh touch on the details um as Woj said the nba will be inviting 22 teams to orlando 13 western conference 9 eastern conference and um, there will be eight regular season games per team, and there'll be a play-in for the eighth seed. And it'll be approximately from July 31st to October 12th. So, you know, before we get started, I think that's really important to note that, you know, NBA is coming back. And I think that's kind of kind of uh, going to be the segue for what we're going to be talking about, because we're going to be doing a lot of what-ifs, you know, especially with the playoffs, giving our proje- uh, predictions. So let's do it. Um, okay, first thing. First thing, before we actually touch on the playoffs, the first what if that I have, all right? This is one that I know um, I picked also just because I, you know a lot about Kyrie Irving being a Celtics fan. Um, you know, obviously you were very excited for him at first um, and things didn't go as planned. So this first question is about, uh, you know, Kyrie and LeBron. Would LeBron and Kyrie, do you think, have won, would have won another championship if they were still on Cleveland to this day? So would they have beaten out the Warriors? Um, would they have lost to Eastern Conference uh, team before? Or they, or most, like more importantly, w- do you think they would have um, beaten last year's Raptors? Okay. Well, first and foremost, before we get into all these what ifs, I want to set a little ground rule for myself. I'm a big believer in you know that the fact that no matter who, how much talent you have, no matter what team you play for, anything can always happen. It's playoff basketball. I think that it's always March in the NBA. So my what ifs, can they win championships? Can this player do that? Can he, she, whatever it may be? My answer is always going to be probably. You know, it's never going to be definitive. I never think 100% they would have won a championship or whatever it is. But I'm never going to say like definitively something, but I'll always be like, do I think it could have happened? Yes. No, whatever. Could have. So with that said, I'm going to say yes. I definitely think that they could have won a championship. Um, because if you look at the East, the East was really weak back then. I don't think anybody would have been able to challenge them in the East until until the Bucks came around last year. The Bucks and the and the Raptors last year were both teams, you know, that could have challenged the Cleveland Cavaliers with Kyrie Irving. With that said, that's like a two-year gap though in between that. So in between those two years, I think they would have headed right back to the championship. I think they could have beaten the Warriors. I don't think I don't think they would have. I think they definitely could have beaten the Warriors because you know injuries take place, all that stuff. Even besides that, they were an extremely talented team. Um, but even last year with the Bucks and, and with the Raptors, I think that had Kawhi stay on the Raptors, both of those teams would have continued to get better. Obviously, the Bucks are still getting better. At least I think they will be. I think the Raptors will continue to get better over the years. But last year, I definitely think that they could have went to the championship for a consecutive three years had Kyrie stayed all three of those years. Okay, so do you think – so you uh, mentioned the Eastern Conference, but do you think that they um, would have beaten Golden State too in the finals last year? Um, I think last year is a different story also because of all those injuries. I think that they, 
if the Raptors could do it, not 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 any hate to the Raptors. I'm a Celtics fan. I really think that like kudos to them for what they did last year. But if the Raptors could beat the Warriors last year, I definitely think that the Cavs could have beaten the Warriors last year. Um, oh, but with the what this year, um, I don't think it would be interesting to watch Kyrie and LeBron. And I, I really like I'm a Kevin Love fan, but like you know he's great, but like whatever in my opinion. Um, I think it would have been interesting to watch because now obviously the NBA is full of duos right now. Have been a really interesting duo to watch. You know, could he have taken on, you know, the Lakers with LeBron and AD, and could have taken on, you know, the Rockets, all these other duos in the NBA? I think that would have been something fun to watch. And I think that it's going to be like a like a KD Kyrie dynamic where you have like one star like LeBron. I think LeBron's better than KD. I think you do too, but I don't know. Yeah, I do. One star like that, and then you have Kyrie in his prime. I don't think Kyrie's in his prime anymore. That was like a good Kyrie. I think that they could have definitely competed for championships. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you there. Just uh, my take. I don't think that – look 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 at the years that um, um, after Kyrie left, uh, the Cavs faced the Warriors. Um, and I don't think that they would have won with Kyrie either just because they had KD and uh, KD's no match for um, for the Cavs. Um, and they won again after that too. So I don't think uh, in general the Cavs couldn't be, uh, could have beaten the Warriors the year that uh, – like the uh, two consecutive years after uh, Kyrie left. But in terms of um, – uh, beating out the Warriors last year and beating out the Raptors, which were, like you mentioned, probably better, the best team there. Um, I think that they would have done it with ease, and I think they would have moved on to the finals too and being the Warriors and won the championship last year, if they were uh, united, for sure. Um, and just, you know, my argument, like, let's think about it here, because I know a lot of people, especially Raptors fans, big Kawhi believers, they may disagree with what we're both saying here. Just because they think, yeah, you know, the Raptors were, uh, you know, revolutionary team, whatever. Kawhi was insane. They would have probably been unstoppable this year too. But let's look at Cleveland's side. When Cleveland didn't win a championship, um, LeBron, in my opinion, was still the best player in the league. And two years ago in the finals, the last time he was in the finals, he dropped 51 in the finals. He led his team to the finals with, I'm going to say, but a moronic, like just an idiot, idiotic J.R. Smith who cost him game one, okay? George Hill, who, who was the starting point guard. And um, and the only cons- consistent players that he had, in my opinion, were Kevin Love and Kyle Korver. Those are the only people that showed up every single game. So the fact that he still did that um, in, in those past two years with um, without Kyrie just means, in my opinion, everything. And I, I just think that, you know, when he comes back to the finals with a healthy Kyrie, I think it's over. Um, you know, we're talking last year. I think it's over um, for every team. Just because, again, the Warriors were not the team that they were. You know, KD and Clay were injured, so I think that would have been over. Um, and in terms of just um, beating the, uh, the, the, like, the Raptors, he owns Toronto. You know, they call it LeBronto for a reason. I think that would have been no problem. I think it's probably, the, like, the city that he, that he plays the best at, performs the best at historically in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think that's settled. And, uh, yeah, LeBron owns Toronto, period. I think I just want to uh, emphasize on that. But, okay, let's move on. So, so far, we agree, pretty much agree. Um, okay, who was the MVP so far before the season stopped this year? Honestly, I, w- I want to hear you go first. Well, what do you think? Who do you think the MVP is? All right, I think it's Giannis. I think it's Giannis. I think that um, Giannis will probably I – le- I know, like, you don't follow NFL, but I like to compare it to Michael Thomas, just for people uh, listening that know the NFL, just because Giannis, I think, is going to be a player that's going to perform, um, you know, at such a high level for so many years to come. Um, 
And he, that's just what he's going to do. He's a regular season player. And he's great in the playoffs, too. But I think that that's just, like, what he does. And I think that he's going to probably win. He's going to be in the conversation for MVP at least for the next three years. Um, so I think that he's uh, definitely was the MVP. I think he was MVP over LeBron. Um, I think he was MVP over AD. I think he was MVP over Harden, over Luka, and you and you want. I think he was the best regular season player. And the fact that is, you know, uh, he had the stats that he had and his team was number one in the East kind of means everything. Even though the East obviously, um, you know, is worse than the West, I still think it's Giannis, 100%. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's actually – it's a crazy – like, you can make, like, an argument for either Giannis or Harden or LeBron, I guess. Like, I would say it's between Harden and Giannis. But I would have to disagree with you. I have to say Harden would be it. I mean, the dude's averaging 36 points. That's just, it's ridiculous the amount he averages. And when you look at, like, what this MVP symbolizes, you know, like, what's most improved player? It's a player who improved the most, not who's the best this season. It's who improved the most. That would be Old Depot a couple years back. And I think, I think when it comes to most valuable player, it has to be Harden because James Harden, there's nobody else who scores like that and who, who's, whose team depends on him the way he did. I think it was last season where he had the 30-game streak. That was last season, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, but the way he puts his entire team on his back, I don't think that, I don't think that, I think that Giannis, don't get me wrong, he's, he's extremely valuable to his team, but they're 4-0, they're undefeated without him, obviously it's a small sample size, but they're still a very good team, they're a very well-oiled team, they know how to play basketball without Giannis. If you have to pick somebody who's more valuable to their team, I'd have to say it's hard, and the dude just averages, the amount of points he scores is just unreal, he's unstoppable, you know, you've seen, I think it was the beginning of this year, um, no, or maybe it was last year, whenever it was, when Harden was, he hit that three against the Golden State Warriors, getting fouled, they didn't call it in the air, if, if you know what I'm talking about. The way yeah. he's able to work against any player in the NBA, and the way he's really able, obviously the playoffs are a different story for him, but the way he's able to just completely, like, you know, it doesn't matter who's defending him, he's just unstoppable, I think it has to be Harden. But don't get me wrong, it's, there's an argument to go both ways. Okay. I like what you're saying, but I'm again, I'm still disagreeing with you because I don't understand. You said that the Rockets are like, um, like insanely rely on Harden, which is true. But like, look, I wanna, I wanna kind of settle like my opinion on Harden. I think he's great. If I was a GM right now and I could start a franchise with one player, yeah, I would say Harden. And I know like there's a, you know, there's a lot of controversy over that, but I would say Harden because I like him more of a player and I think he has more, like, not necessarily more potential, but I. I would still want him. I think he's a better leader and he's still a better player to build around uh, than Giannis. But with that being said, I still think if you look at this season, the Bucs were way, way, way more reliant on Giannis than the Rockets were on Harden. First of all, the Rockets have Westbrook. But even forgetting about that, forgetting about that, look what Giannis did for the Bucs. Like, there's no way. I think that the Bucs would be a probably a sixth, sixth or seventh seed in the East without Giannis. What do you think? I think, I think honestly, like, Giannis is great. Don't get me wrong, but look at their coach. Their coach is the one who created the system for Giannis. Obviously, you need to have Giannis in the system. But before they had Mike Butenhoser, they were just, you know, they were a team who played normal basketball. Now they play five out, Giannis driving in the basket every single time. I think the coach deserves a lot of the credit for creating that system. And also, I think the system deserves, deserves a lot of credit for giving them the record that they have. I mean, the way that the the way that the Rockets play, it's more or less isolation basketball. Obviously, now they have Russell Westbrook who likes to drive and also kick it out for shooters. But whenever they're stuck, they give the ball to Harden, and Harden puts the team on his entire back. I, I think that I think that because of the way the style of basketball that they both play, I think the Bucks are a better team. I think the Bucks play better basketball, but I don't think that the Bucks are more reliant on I don't think the Bucks are more reliant on Giannis than the Rockets are on Harden. I mean, you look at their records, even last season too, they know how to play without Giannis. 
It's like they, their records are fine. They're, they have like above 500 record last season also without Giannis. They know how to play without Giannis. But the Rockets can't play without Harden. And they're also a really good team with Harden too. Yeah. So, again, I definitely see what you're saying. But I think that, okay, even though the Bucks do know, they probably, just because you're right, the system is there for the Bucs. Um, you know, it's kind of ingrained um, into every player. Um, they, they know what they're doing. And you're right, they, they would not have played without Giannis. But would they be able to perform well without Giannis? No, I don't think they would. All they have is Middleton. And um, Middleton, they have DiVincenzo off the bench. They have Blood. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they would be able to perform well. And that's why I think uh, Giannis is for sure the MVP, just because of what he's been doing. But I think we both have solid arguments, but I still – I'm not backing away from mine. I'm, I'm sticking with Giannis, 100%. Yeah, I think they're also two very similar teams. When you look at it, they like to play very similar styles of basketball. I think at least the way they play four out and one driving in or one person with the ball. Um, I think one of the big differentiators between the two teams, though, would be Middleton versus Westbrook. I think a lot of people would say Westbrook's better. Whatever who may be, you know, but I think that like that's what it comes down to when you look at it. Also, like that's why that's what differentiates them. Meaning, like when Giannis is out, then Middleton's more or less like the one who's in, the one who's like running the court. At the same time, they work better in their system. The Bucks do. You understand what I'm saying? Like the whole system of driving out and then doing whatever they do. The Bucks are an incredible team because they don't even have that much talent. In a way, it reminds me of the Mavericks from Dirk Nowitzki. I, I, they had talent. That's like an argument to be made there. But like, they, they don't even have that much talent. They just work so well together. Their chemistry is off the charts, and they play in such an incredible way. But like, versus like the, on the other hand, the Rockets. The Rockets they play well. They play in a similar system, but without but without um, James Harden, they're more or less nothing. That's what I think. But I definitely hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, let's move on. Let's do it. Okay. Now, so far, we've we've kind of more – we have had uh, – we agreed on the first point. We, we disagreed on the second point, but there was not much heat. So, I warned the, um, the audience before you joined that, you know, we, we, like to, uh, we like to get into it. It gets very heated when we uh, debate. So, the next points um, are kind of about the playoffs. And we always debate about what ifs, but this is – what we could do, what we could do is um, – is just look at the standings right now and just say, okay, like this is what the if this is what the playoffs would be right now, East and West, um, like how it would go down and debate off of that. But no, here on <laughs> Get Real with Dave, I want to make it exciting. I want to give the audience what they want, and I want them to see us debating, like we debate, um, you know, when no one's listening, when we debate on our own in uh, classes or um, you know on breaks in school, whatever. So I'm gonna give you. Seven playoff scenarios. I think maybe more, maybe, yeah, I think it's seven, maybe a little less, a little bit more. Okay. That may happen if the NBA um, decided to say no more to the East and West and just, um, uh, you know, just did it by the standings, right? By the seedings. Okay. Um, these could like, like, I'm not seeing these would happen in the first round, second round, uh, the conference finals, finals, just whatever. If they happened, whenever they would happen, what would go down? Just remember seven game series. It's a playoff atmosphere, and it's a, an elimination time, right? So with that being said, let's get to it. This is where the podcast, you know, gets a little more heated. Um, and um, there's no better way to get Ari Schlacht heated than to talk about his Celtics in the playoffs. And that's why my first question, Jazz Celtics, seven-game series, 
who would come out of there alive? Go. That's a sad question. But before I say, would this be a playoff scenario in which there were fans or where there weren't fans? Yes, were fans, 100%. Okay, if there were fans, even if there weren't fans, obviously the Celtics would destroy them. I mean, the Jazz are a fun team to watch, I guess. Like, they have a lot of parts. Um, but, I mean, the way Jason Tatum's been playing, the way Jalen Brown's been playing, the way the rest of the Celtics have been playing, they would absolutely rip through their entire team. The only thing that they have that the Celtics don't is a big man, and honestly, Rudy Gobert doesn't do anything besides give other players coronavirus. So, I mean... The- oh, my God. <laughs> Fun to watch. Joe Ingles is an old man watch, walking around, shooting the ball. Uh, even Mike Conley, like, he's good. They're all good. They have a bunch of good players. You know what I'm saying? And once in a while, Donovan Mitchell decides to show up and play basketball. But the way Jason Tatum was playing, not even throughout that stretch where he went on, like, a, an absolute tear through the NBA, the way he's been playing since the beginning of the season, the way all the Celtics have been playing throughout every single season, the way since the beginning of the season, the way they match up, the Celtics get it every time. You look at their point guard, I think I would take Kemba over over Mike Conley. I don't know if you agree or not. What do you think? Would you take Kemba over Mike Conley? Yeah, easily, no question. You know, I, I would take Donovan Mitchell over – I would take Tatum over Donovan Mitchell. I would take Jalen Brown over Joe Ingles. I don't even know who else they have on their team. I would take Jay, Gordon Hayward over them, assuming Gordon Hayward's playing well. Most of the Celtics have been playing in an incredible way um, with their with their chemistry. And we don't need a big man. The way they've been playing, they don't need a big man. So, I mean, with that said, all they have is 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 Rudy Gobert. And I don't see a scenario in which the Celtics would lose that unless their entire team got injured. Okay. So, um, before I get to my point, I uh, for every one of these, I'm going to ask you, like, um, you know, you said the Celtics are going to win in how many games? Okay, well... It doesn't matter. Um, um, no, you got to give me. That's what matters. I think it doesn't matter if they're home or away. You know, when the Celtics are home, they got one of the best home crowds in the NBA. Um, yeah, as a Laker fan, I could. Uh, I, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, you know, when the Lakers play the Celtics at their home, it's just like it's a more it's, it's a stronger atmosphere. The Lakers, all the rich people, just there paid to come uh, take their clients courtside. The Celtics is a fun time to watch. But <laughs> I think I think that um, it'll be five or six games. I would hope it's five games. Six games would probably be a safe bet. You know, we probably give them two games because we feel bad for them because, like, they think they're going to win. But, like, we'll probably give them two games. But, yeah, probably six-game series for that. Okay. I'm going to get right to it. I think it's the Celtics, too. And I'm not going to uh, really defend why because you did most of You know, you defended your team pretty well, and I agree with you. But in terms of the amount of games, I think the Jazz are going to push them to seven. And here's why. The Jazz are an amazing team in the playoffs. They, Donovan Mitchell's first year, and this is before they added Mike Conley um, and some other assets, they, they eliminated the Thunder in, I think, five or six – I think it was six games, yeah. The, the OK3, as we uh, everyone likes to call it. Melo, George, and Westbrook, okay? And Donovan Mitchell, that was his first year. The guy's insane. He was going – he was doing really well this year. And he has Conley now at Ingles. The Celtics are still going to win. But I think also the Jazz at home are an insane team. They also won the, that same year. They pushed the Rockets to, like, five or six games also. So, like, they're a really good team. And I think that they're for sure uh, at home with a lot of fans, right, at home. Um, I think they're going to win both. I think they're capable of winning both of their games at home. And that's why I'm saying seven. Because the Celtics don't know what they're – like, they're coming into a really heated atmosphere. And the Jazz know how to perform in the playoffs. It's, it's scary. But since the Carl Malone days, they've always been a team that, you know, performed solidly in the playoffs. So – I th- I'm going to go with the Celtics, but I'm going to say I mean, seven. The OK3 the OK was a dysfunctional team. You know, Carmelo Anthony was like a walking 80-year-old man on the court. I, I mean, 
That's true, but okay, Westbrook. It, that, I think that was the, no, that was the year after Westbrook. Um, what's it called? Averaged like a triple double. So maybe yeah. So Westbrook was insane. It's hard to do that, especially when it's coming off your first year. Like uh, I'm sorry, Mitchell coming off his first year. Like I mean, no, sorry. What am I saying? In his first year, in his rookie year. No, yeah, not even coming off his first year. In his rookie year, he did that. That's impressive. And the fact that he did that, and he's the leader of that team, it says a lot. And he also have Gobert again. That's a big part. I'm sorry. The you know Gobert's defensively and offensively, more obviously more um defensively, but he's a big part of that team. He's a big part of their identity. He's he I think didn't he win defensive player of the year last year? He's insane. So the fact that they can they can be rely on their big men says a lot about that team too. Other than their um, you know, uh threat from the uh three-point arc, like uh they have Joe Ingles. So the fact that they can uh, you know, not only shoot the ball, but also rely on this uh, you know, on their big man, which the Celtics don't have to defend that. Like Ennis Cantor, come on, please. Like, let's talk seriously here. You guys lost Horford, who sucks on the Sixers, but still, like he 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 was the guy you guys were that he was literally the reason you guys were very successful. One of the big reasons. So the fact that you guys don't have that, like like you guys are relying on Cantor to take Gobert, like I'm not saying it's gonna mean everything, no, but it's gonna mean a lot. And it's an underrated, like, fact. So, um, and it's just an underrated part of the game. So, I think that um, Gobert is definitely going to make his presence felt, um, especially with Cantor guarding him. So, look, it, it, they're going to – Celtics are going to end up winning, but it's going to for sure – I think it would for sure go to seven. Okay. I'm, but, I don't think – Gobert is one of the best slashers and one of the best pick-and-roll players in the game. He doesn't dribble the ball. He doesn't do anything without it. He plays like Embiid. Embiid plays basketball all around. He can dribble, shoot, do whatever he wants to do. I know, but they don't need him to. They don't yeah, need him to. I know, to. that's my point. You don't need him to. Gobert's lying on the rest of the team. All you need, it's not like you have to defend this guy out in the three-point line dribbling around the court. All you need to do is stay in front of him when he doesn't have the ball. It's not the most difficult task for a guy like Ennis Kanter to be able to do. And remember, Ennis Kanter was able, you probably didn't watch this game, Ennis Kanter was able to guard and beat in some games versus the 76ers. He's not a great defender by any means. But at the same time, like, Saying that they're banking on on Rudy Gobert is a bit of a joke. And also, you think Donovan Mitchell did well in the playoffs his rookie year? How about you remember what Tatum did his rookie year? And I'm really also, besides that, not interested in talking about what happened three years ago. I'm not interested in talking about how the players have developed to today. I think that Tatum is much better than Donovan Mitchell is. I would say Donovan Mitchell is more on a Jalen Brown type of level. And, like, I, I, I they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. But, like... They each one of their parts works individually. We are whereas the Celtics, any four, any of their top four players can take over the game at any point. And remember, Marcus Smart's now a three point shooter. So I mean, Baron, he actually made more three point shots this entire season than Devin Booker did. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it would go seven games, but I hear where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay. Rockets, Westbrook, Harden, Tucker. They, they got rid of Capella. They have that small ball. Okay, and it's you know we've we talked about this in our other podcast. Uh, I mean, our other episode uh, on this podcast. But and and a lot of um, you guys have been saying um, that it works, and you guys, a lot of people have been saying that they like it. Some have said that they don't. But Rockets against the Lakers. Tell me what you think. Oh God, I mean the Lakers would like in a in a world where James Harden played the way he did throughout the past couple of years in the playoffs, the Lakers would rip right through them. He hasn't been able to deliver in the playoffs, and like. We're not talking about the, the Rockets playing a team like the Celtics or a team without big men. The, the Lakers are ginormous. They have AD, you know, for whatever for whatever it's worth, they have Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, but they're, and LeBron, they're a massive team to play against. You can't play small ball like that. You can't guard them. P.J. Tucker's great to watch. He's like a little, like, I don't know, a little rat trying to guard every single player on the team. But, like, 
The Lakers would rip right through them unless, 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 unless James Harden, you know, went off and charged up in like 50 points a game. At in like seven games. They're definitely a dangerous team to want to play in the playoffs. But, you know, Russell Westbrook, I don't think he's ever delivered in the playoffs, like big time delivered. I don't think James Harden's ever really delivered in the playoffs. And like, they're a great team. They're one of those teams you don't want to play in the first, you don't want to play them in the playoffs. You know, if I'm the Lakers, I'd rather play the Nuggets. I'd rather play the Jazz. I'd rather play the Mavericks, Memphis. That's who their playoffs, that's who they're, their current eight. I don't want to play, I don't want to play the Rockets. But like with that said, I think the Lakers would destroy them. Yeah, same. Um, we're gonna move on because I completely agree with you. There's not really anything um to debate here. I, I say Lakers in five. I think that um the Rockets are gonna end up winning one game in Houston, maybe one game in LA, maybe it'll go to six. But there's no way they're beating the Lakers. The Lakers are the best team in the NBA, no question. All right, let's move on. Nuggets, Mavericks. This is interesting because I'll tell you, I talked to my friends about this when we were looking at the standings, obviously, before this whole corona mess happened. And it was it was like it could have happened in the playoffs. There's a huge chance. And that's what it was at one point when we were talking about it in the standings. That's what it, the playoff picture looked like. Nuggets, Mavs in the first round. I thought it was a given. I don't think it, it was even worth arguing. I'm like, okay, Nuggets, no question. But my two friends my um, who were on the podcast before said Mavs, and they weren't even like – they weren't even like – they didn't even hesitate. Like, what the – Hell, how could someone think it's the Mavs who beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series? Dude, are you? What do you think? You're brain dead. Of course they could beat them. I don't think. I don't know if they will. Last year the Nuggets were the number one seed, and the San Antonio Spurs were number eight, and that went to Game Seven. The Nuggets barely have ever. They've never played in the playoffs before. They 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 have never been able to play like consistent basketball in the playoffs. And now they're like the Mavericks never proved themselves. Don't get me wrong, but the Mavericks can come out of nowhere. And just rip right through them. They can they, they can sweep them if they wanted to, or they can go to seven games, or they could also lose. I don't think it's like cut and dry. The Nuggets will win. I've never seen them deliver. Jamal Murray's the biggest joke of a max contract I've ever seen in my life, and Jokic is by far the fattest player in the NBA. Look, I'm not sure. Or does lose anything? Can he play or not? He can play basketball, but not against a team like the Mavericks. It was also, if they get Dwight Powell back, they play such a quick, you know, fun brand of basketball to watch. I also I think Jokic is a defensive liability. I don't know who the Denver Nuggets have that makes them so much better than all these other teams. I think they give their all in the regular season. I think they're gonna give, but I don't think that like like one of my friends, Albert Fallis, he always said like playoffs is a different band of basketball. It's where talent, you know, talent, talent overrules everything else. And like you can game plan for everything, but like uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they just seem like a more well-oiled, better run. They seem like a team with more talent. They just seem like a better team. I would t- I would pick them to win in probably six or seven games. All right, so I disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. I say Denver in six. I, I we talked about this in other podcasts too, so like I don't want to get, rant about it, but I love Luca. Okay, but it's his first year in the playoffs, and he 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 has great teammates. Don't get me wrong, but there's no way he could beat a team that, like, that's, like, already, like, has great playoff experience and, uh, in my opinion, plays more of team basketball than the Mavs do. And, you know, they're just ready for it, especially, what would they, if the, what were the Nuggets? What were they, like, a two, what were they, two, three seed in the West? Something like that? Who, the Nuggets? Yeah. So, there's no way, there's no way on God's green earth that the Mavs are going to come into Denver and maybe they'll beat them again at Denver. I'm not saying that they won't, but there's no way they're going to last a seven-game series against the Nuggets. I say Nuggets in six. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Jokic, these players have played in the playoffs and they know how to play as a team. They know what it takes to win. 
who who's a threat to the Nuggets? Luca, hundred percent, but that's it. They have Seth Curry, okay. They have Porzingis, we didn't mention yet, who's great. But there's no way they the 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 Mavs don't. Porzingis has never been in the playoffs either before. I I cannot. I'm not gonna rely on the again. Like you said, there's a chance. But if I had to, I would put at least three hundred dollars. Okay, and everyone knows I'm very cheap, and I don't like spending money. But I would be that confident in the Nuggets to beat the Mavericks because Porzingis and Luca they have great chemistry. They have zero playoff experience. Give it another two three years, and I think they could maybe make uh the. Mm, not conference finals yet, but they they are the future of the NBA, no question. So yeah, give it a few years and they'll be they'll they'll make their presence file in the playoffs. Not in the first round. Maybe maybe the first round, fine. But not the Nuggets. No. No way they're beating the Nuggets. No way they're beating the Nuggets. I can't, I can't like I it doesn't I can't digest. I can't comprehend. It doesn't process in my mind the fact that I, I could I, I could never deal with the fact that I would go to Vegas and put money on the freaking Dallas Mavericks to to uh, to last against the Denver Nuggets. No way. This is NBA basketball in seven game series. It's not March Madness and it's not one game. Dude, you're you're, 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 you're a clown if you think that. I would put three hundred dollars on Nuggets. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. You can't bank on the fact that they don't have experience. The Nuggets were never in the playoffs last year, and then they went to Game Seven in the second round. I, they're just. What do you mean? Luka Doncic has surprised me by all means. I thought he was peaking last year. The dude, every single time he's on a brighter stage, he always performs and delivers. You know, he, he he's doing LeBron. He's played some of the best players in the NBA. He's always delivered. And I don't think that... There's, Luka's, if you do agree with me on this, Luka's the best player in that series. Yeah. Okay, so now with that said, the way he plays basketball, I mean, like, you look at the Bucks, like... I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now, but like a team like the Bucks, in almost any series they're in, Giannis will be the best player. The, then, then the opposing team will probably have the next, second, third, whatever it is, best players. But the way Giannis plays with a dude like DiVincenzo standing in the corner, those two pairing them up, and you pair up somebody who's by far better, who makes other players better around him, means that they're definitely a better team. The way Luca plays and he's able to pass the ball. You know, the amount of assists he has and the way that he plays basketball with all the players around him elevates everybody around him to a team that can definitely beat the Denver Nuggets. Yes, Jokic might be the better big man when it comes between him and Porzingis, but Luka and Porzingis together are much better. They're, they're like 50 million times better than freaking Jamal Murray and, and Jokic. And the rest of the team as well. Okay. Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway Jr. Fine, yeah. Max Clevy, whatever that guy's name is, the, the way Luca plays with the rest of his team, that's another team that reminds me of where chemistry gets them so far, and that's why they're so impressive. There's nothing that impressive about the Bucks. You know, like, are we all are we, are we are we all like sitting here like flipping our chairs over over Eric Bledsoe? No, nobody cares. But like the way he plays with the rest of the team is why they're so good, which is why I also think that the way the Dallas Mavericks play with the rest of their team can definitely beat any team. Another team I wouldn't want to face in the first round. If you're, if you're anybody, because they can just turn it on. They can light it up from anywhere. And they're also an incredible home team as well. But that's what I think. I, I would definitely – and also because the spread would be against them, I would definitely put $300 down. You put $300 down for a team like the Mavericks in the seventh seed, no matter who they're playing, you'll probably make money. I don't know. That's what I think. But I don't bet. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm under 21. We don't bet. Remember that. Yeah, we don't bet. We don't bet in school. We don't bet. We, it's not a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on. This is probably the greatest rivalry of all time, the most entertaining rivalry of all time. And I'm going to give it a few recaps just so, you know, everyone everyone's reminded of how serious this rivalry got. Started Bill Russell, 
Will Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. This rivalry has produced insane legends, all right? Like Hall of Fame type players. We got Larry Bird versus MJ. You got Paul Pierce versus Kobe, which is obviously you know, Kobe's 10 times better, but just in terms of how heated that series got with this, um, you know, splitting Kobe, splitting um, uh, finals with the Celtics, you know, they went one and one. So we got that. 2008, the Celtics won. They beat Kobe. Uh, 2010, the Lakers um, win two championships in a row. They beat the Celtics in seven, which was probably the greatest finals um, series I've ever watched in my life. Um, not just because I'm a Laker fan, but because it was the most entertaining. You know, you got Rondo, KG, Allen, Pierce, Rasheed Wallace, Tony Allen against Kobe, Powell, Bynum, Fisher. The list goes on. So, um, so, and then, and then you got, and then you got um, now this new, this new generation. Um, uh, we thought we were going to see Kyrie versus LeBron. We thought that was going to last forever. I thought it was, but LeBron ended up staying on the Lakers. Kyrie ended up leaving, but. We know we didn't get what we expected that much, but it's okay because we still have a great rivalry in store. You know, we 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 have we now have um, Tatum and LeBron, and obviously LeBron is you know the way better player, but Tatum is getting there. Tatum is you know it, it, I like it, and because I don't think for a rivalry you have to have two players that are like on the same level. I think I like the fact that Tatum was playing against you know kind of his idol. LeBron was his idol uh, growing up. Um, so I love that. And, you know, we, we, the thing is that Tatum is not just a rookie that looked up to LeBron. The guy dunked on him. Like you mentioned, Tatum had an insane rookie year. The guy dunked on him in the conference finals game seven on the, one of the biggest stages ever. Um, um, he th- yeah. So he dunked over LeBron, uh, in the garden. Everyone was going crazy, ended up losing, but that's big. You know, he, he, he's big and he has a very bright future. He worked out with Kobe before he passed away. So, the guy, you know, learned from the greats. He, um, he, he's great already. Uh, I think, I think he's a top three player in the East. Um, a lot of people disagree with me on that. But anyways, this is where the Celtics Lakers rivalry is right now. We had Rondo score that game winner against his, uh, you know, his former teammates, um, in the Garden a couple of years back. So, this is where the rivalry stands now. And with all that being said, if they were to face up in a, you know, in the playoffs. Um, whether whether it would be uh, under the, the new format that they would um, uh, create uh, for the, for this type of uh, Corona playoffs or in the finals, who would win? Lakers, Celtics, and how many games? Well, first of all, I just want to say this is one of the reasons why I don't like the the like all NBA format because teams like the Lakers and the Celtics are meant to play in the finals. They're meant to play greatest stages. 100%. You know, the biggest rivalries from east to west are meant to be play in the biggest stages. Imagine we saw the Lakers Celtics in the first round. How weird would that be? Yeah, it would be like, disgusting. It, it, it's yeah. a waste, you know what I'm saying? But with, I think that yeah. I think that like playoff LeBron, if he does come and deliver, I think the Lakers will win. With that said, I think the Celtics can definitely beat them because what makes the Celtics so dangerous to any team in the NBA is that they're the only team, or at least they were earlier in the season, that has four players averaging over 20 points. If the Celtics have all their best players firing on all cylinders, I think they'll I think they'll definitely beat the Lakers. Don't get me wrong, the Lakers are great when it comes to AD and it comes to LeBron. I don't think they have much else going for them. I think Danny Danny Green's been extremely inconsistent. Rondo, I'm not sure he's even in the rotation or will be for the playoffs. Um, their team is heavily reliant on those two players. LeBron, obviously, to pass the ball. That's what he does best also. 
um, aside from score. But I think that if the Celtics are firing on all cylinders, you know, you have Tatum being that that, that version of himself that we saw a couple months back where he was averaging 30-something points. If you have Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, and Gordon Hayward all playing well alongside Marcus Smart, I think that they can run through any team in the NBA. I think they can win a championship this year and for many years in the future. I think that also... Like it's hard to say. Obviously, like these players will all be firing on the same cil- on their best cylinders. Meaning, like we don't know if they'll be playing their best when it comes time for the finals or it comes time for any of these games. But I think that as the years go on, their consistency will strengthen, and then maybe two, three years down the line, maybe even next year, maybe even this year. But once their consistency gets much better in the future, then this team will be a team that should be in the finals every single year. Okay. And I respect that, and I think that you – yeah, I mean, the, Danny Ainge is – we're actually going to talk about the KG-Paul Pierce thing, but just talk, like touching on it a little bit, I, I think that move kind of paved the way for the Celtics team you guys are right now and are going to be because you, the amount of picks and players you got from that trade is, you know, is, is just ridiculous. You guys destroyed that trade. It was a great trade, and I think it's one of the best gems in the league. And like you're saying, I think he knows what he's doing. He's shown that he's know, he knows what he's doing, and – um. He, yeah, he's he he. You guys like you've been saying. You guys are you guys are you know going on the right path. However, however, um, we're talking about the present. We're talking about the present right now. There is no way that the Celtics would beat the Lakers in a seven. Game series. Is that what you're saying? I just yes, want to hear. The Celtics it. will beat the Lakers in a seven game series. I'm home. I'm actually sitting in my guest room. I'm actually enjoying myself. Um, I, I, they, dude, I don't think they will. I think they can. It's like I said before, if they're playing their best, the Lakers don't have anything to stop them. Not that that, not that it's like, it's like, it's fair to say that that game where they beat them by 30 something points was like, it was a fair game to watch. But we played you guys a second time, lost by two points. Without Kemba Walker, you know, you guys had you guys had everybody that was without Kemba Walker. It just shows that these two teams are on a similar on a similar. They have similar. They like you guys have more talent when it comes to AD and and LeBron, not by like a crazy amount, but you do have more talent there. Celtics, have, but the Celtics have more players with talent. You know, the Celtics can light it up from everywhere. You, I, I think that if LeBron and AD absolutely t- like take over the game, if AD plays the way he played with the Pelicans in that series where Drew Holiday went off and Rondo went off, if he plays that way and LeBron plays the way that he did back when he was on the Cavs with J.R. Smith and who knows what, then you guys will win. But if you guys are, but, but if the Celtics are playing their best also, I think it'll go to game seven and it's a, it's a coin flip. No, it's not a coin flip. It's it's um, a heads or tails and there's only one side to the coin. That's what it is. Because, because there's no way... Maybe six. Maybe we'll go to six just because, you know, the Celtics have that luck, right? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, pun, no pun intended. Whatever. Against the Lakers, okay? That's – there's no way. LeBron and AD are the best duo in the NBA, and they're the best team in the NBA. I don't care what the records say. They're first in the West. They're not first in the NBA. The Bucks may have a better record. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. They are set to win a championship, and, and if anyone's stopping them, which no one is, but if anyone is – it's not the Celtics, and it's not even close. The Celtics are not making it to Game 7. You guys wish. That should be like a dream come true. You guys should, you know, you guys should celebrate if you guys make it to seven games with us because you guys are no – you guys have no right to talk to me and my Lakers and to, you know, 
just compete with us uh, at our level because you can't. And we have yeah, one of the best so, records against top 500 teams in the NBA. Okay, who's who, okay? Why do you guys get so angry every time the Clippers beat you guys this season? It's because you guys think, okay, they might be able to beat us, and that's indicative of what's going to happen in the future. When the Celtics played the Clippers, remind you, Tatum went off. It was a terrible game because they were bo- both teams. Both teams were, were rusty or whatever it was when they played in when they played in LA. Still, that went down to OT. That was a crazy game. And then it went to double overtime when the Clippers played them back in Boston. And I think the Clippers are more than capable of beating the Lakers. I think they're just as good as the Lakers are. And just they have talent in different areas, and they're a more holistic team. If the Celtics can play with the Lakers, and the Celtics can play with the Clippers, and the Celtics have beaten the Bucks, and the Celtics can beat all these other teams, then why are they why are they not on the same playing field as the Lakers? Because we're talking about a seven-game series here, and we're talking about LeBron in the freaking playoffs. Okay, That's so we're why. talking about Tatum and, and, and the rest of these players in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're that they're normal selves. I'm not saying regular LeBron, regular AD, regular Tatum, regular all these guys. I'm saying if everybody heightens their game to the best they can be, then it will go to a seven-game series, and it will be, you know, I don't know who would win that. Because the Celtics have more players with talent. They just do. And the Lakers also just have more talented players. So that's why I think that, like, those two ideas are going to clash with each other. And, like, I don't know who would win. And I think it would be interesting to see. But it's it's not fair to say that they're not on the same level. They're definitely on the same level when they're playing. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're not on the same brother. level. Why? why? Brother. No. Okay. We both had our case. We both, you know, gave our arguments. Now it's time to move on. Okay, I'm skipping through some because we have to. We have to. We don't have that much time Before left. You- but let's. Okay, let's do it. Sixers or the overrated. You know, on this podcast, let let's just let's just, let's clear this up. If no one has ever ever watched any NBA games, listen to my podcast for the first time, and they heard Mister Schlocht here talk about the Boston Celtics, they would think they're a top notch, insane team. So. I want to mention, you know, every time I'm going to mention the Celtics from now on, I want to mention, you know, I want to make it clear that they are being overrated on this podcast. So let's move on. Um, Sixers, Celtics. We've seen it before. The Celtics won without Kyrie. We get it. Okay. I was very depressed. Even though I'm a Laker fan, I wanted the Sixers to win. I don't know how they lost. It pissed me off. Um, But whatever. Sixers, Celtics. This year, 2020, in a seven-game okay. series. First of all, Celtics are not overrated. They are a top-notch team, and I just explained why. So you can refer back to two minutes ago when I talked about it. Anybody who's listening, um, same thing here. I, I think that I think that the the Sixers are the one team that I wouldn't want the Celtics to face. And the irony of that is that if they play East to West right now, if they set the playoffs right now, which they're not going to do, but if they did set the playoffs right now, Celtics would be three seed, and the uh, and the uh, Sixers would be six seed. We play them. If they did one through sixteen all NBA teams, we would still be playing them. That's barring obviously the eight games that they're playing in between. But there's a really strong chance the Celtics, the Celtics end up playing them in the first round. Um, with that said, I think I think that the um, the Sixers definitely have the talent to do it. With that said, the what, what we, we we went one and three against them in the regular season, right? First game was opening night. I never count opening night. Even Lakers, Clippers, I don't count opening night. Nobody knows what they're playing. I also don't count opening night after the All-Star break. But that was before Tatum started playing like a real superstar that he is. If Tatum's still playing like that, there's nobody on the Sixers who can stop him. I, 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 I like to hear if you think somebody can stop him. There's nobody on the Sixers who can stop him. I think that the, that the, thing, the thing we don't want to have to face is Embiid. Nobody's afraid of Ben Simmons. He's not ambidextrous. He doesn't have a right or left hand. He's just terrible. Um, nobody's afraid of Ben Simmons. I'm, the only thing I'm afraid of is Embiid and somebody who can play defense against him. But the thing is, Embiid hasn't been consistent throughout the season. 
Then Embiid's never really showed up to, to, to play really consistent in the playoffs. Embiid's never really been there, you know. So if Embiid's playing his best and his consistent basketball, um, and then you got like Tobias Harris is playing well and Ben Simmons, and somehow Ben Simmons and Embiid figure out how to play basketball together, then I think they'll win. But like, I don't think Embiid will show up. And because of that, if the rest, if the rest of the Celtics play their brand of basketball, I think the Celtics will win. The, in the, I think they'll win probably six or seven games. Okay, now let me give you my opinion. Please do. The Philadelphia 76ers have what you guys are scared of, what you guys go to sleep and wake up from at 12 in the morning and you're like, oh, I just had a nightmare. That's what they have. They have bigs and they go big. That's your biggest fear. One of the moves that kind of solidified, um, you know, their decision – to um, you know, to go big was by uh, trading for Josh Richardson to make them uh, to make him their point guard. They already have Simmons who kind of transitions from point guard uh, um, at times. So that move kind of solidified the fact that um, last year that um, I'm sorry, like last offseason that you know um, that demonstrated that they said, hey, we're we're in the you know we're going big. We're um, we're not going small ball. We're not going whatever anything in between. No, we're going big. We're going big players in our lineup. Um, uh, size, depth, that's what we want, and that's what they got. They have what you guys are scared of. And we already mentioned that um, you guys, you know, one of your weak spots are the big, uh, you know, defending a big man. And you literally said that Gobert is no Embiid. You said that he doesn't have what Embiid takes. So now let's put Embiid in the situation which with a way better Philly team. It's over. The Celtics are a great team. They're going to push the Sixers to seven, but Philly in seven. The Sixers are going to – will beat you guys. If you, and I think if the playoffs happen, this matchup is most likely going to happen, and I hope it does. Um, I hope it's not Philly-Milwaukee because the Bucks will probably win that, but I want to see this in the second round because I think that it's going to probably uh, be the most entertaining um, series in the whole playoffs. Um, it's going to be fun. It's a uh, you know clash of two um, cities that hate each other already. Dating back to Dr. J times, Larry Bird times, um, you know, you name it. So, they, the Sixers have what you guys are scared of. They will Dude, not I'm destroy, not but they'll win in seven. Anything. Bigs Mark are overrated. Miller. You think, like, you look at, you're looking at it from one side of the equation. You're looking at, oh, bigs. You know, they're going to dominate the Celtics. But you have to look at it from the other side of the perspective, too. The Celtics have all quick, fast players who can shoot the ball well. The Celtics can outrun the, the Sixers off the court. Embiid's in no shape to be playing basketball. No shape to be playing basketball. And don't get me wrong, he's great. Like I said, you're right. Rudy Gobert is no Embiid. Embiid's by far much better when he's playing basketball, when he's playing his best, which he rarely plays. Also, this is a team that um, they're 29-2 and two when they're home, but they're terrible on the road. They're 10-24. and 24. They're terrible on the road. And if the Celtics have home court advantage, which I think that definitely gives them an edge in the series, I think it's a very even series. You know, Celtics are very quick. They play a very strong band of brand of basketball. Like, like I said, the Celtics went one and three against them. If you go check the last two-minute report of one of the games the Celtics lost at home, there was a terrible missed call that led to them losing the game. Celtics, I'm, on my point is Celtics should have won that game. And from there, it would have been a two and two series split. I'll tell you what happened. It's really irrelevant. The point is, they they inbounded the ball Jalen Brown, and Josh Richardson shoved him on the ground, which is why everybody hates that team because they're a dirty team. Shoved him on the ground. The ref was blind for some reason, didn't see it, didn't call it. That was when, that was when it was a tie game. The ball went out of bounds because there's nobody to pick up the ball, and then the Sixers ended up getting the ball and hitting a shot, winning the game. Point is, there's, a lot, there's some more um, um, 
um, possessions in between that, but that was that was more or less what happened. The point is, they've proven in the regular season that they're that they're even teams. And do you honestly think? Do you honestly think that Embiid's going to show up 100? He'll be there. He's going to dominate. I don't remember the last time I saw that. We've seen it one game here, one game. Here. I'm asking, do you think Embiid's going to show up and play his best basketball? How? Based off what? What's what? What's yeah. giving you that impression that he's going to show up and play basketball? Maybe not 100. The last three I would years say at least 90%, he hasn't done it. This yeah. season, he definitely hasn't done it, and he's been injured. Okay, but I'm not saying this guy's a world class. Okay, first of all, I love him. I think he, he's revolutionizing the uh, center position with what he's been able to do, and I think he's the best center in the NBA. Um, and and with that being said, I'm 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 uh, I'm considering AD a power forward because I, I like AD when he plays power forward better. But forgetting about that, okay. Um, I'm not saying Embiid here is a is a, is a world class, you know, um, in best center of all time. No. I'm just saying that you said look at other, like um the other um perspective look at the other um side of the spectrum. Let's look at the Celtics. That's what matters. Uh, Embiid is not is not insane, but isn't me. He doesn't. It shouldn't take that much for him to you know um showing up to do to beat the Celtics. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, he's gonna go off, but like you're saying, oh what you know what where have you ever you know look, let's look back at the evidence. There's no evidence to prove that Embiid's gonna go off. We everyone knows he's he's done damage in the playoffs, and everyone knows what he's capable of doing. So I think that in itself is enough to prove that he's that he's you know that's all it takes. He's not he doesn't have to he doesn't have to average forty points in the playoffs. That's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm saying is required in order to beat the Celtics. I'm just saying him, the player as we know, and and um yeah, the player as we, him like just as we know him, the player that we know, I think is enough um to beat the Celtics and. Also, just in terms of him stepping up, I'm not saying again. You're right; he didn't step up. I don't think he's going to step up that much in the playoffs. But I think well, he will step, step up, up at least that a much in the playoffs. And how are they yeah. going to win? You know, they're not like. No, I'm saying he's not going to step up um, uh, that much compared to how much he's, he's been stepping up center. before. All these guys talk about all day is why Embiid's a little baby. He doesn't play basketball. All he does is like post pictures of Cat on his Instagram. The dude doesn't play basketball. He's great when he shows up. There's a couple of games he went off and he's went on a tear. You know when he when he played against the Bucks on I think I think it was Christmas. I don't know when it was, but he beat them. Everyone goes, "Wow, look at Embiid, so great!" And then he disappeared for the next two weeks. If he wants to show up and play basketball, then yeah, I'm really afraid of the team. Like, I'm being genuinely serious. But if he doesn't show up and play basketball, who am I afraid of? Who's going to be guarding Tatum? Who's going to be guarding Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart? I don't know who's guarding them. You're, like, you're, like, you're saying, oh, how are we going to guard them? Ben Simmons is not the most difficult thing in the world to guard. Tobias Harris, not crazy. None of their players are crazy difficult to guard. Uh, who's going to start or instead of Al Horford's place? Fork on Corkmaz? Like, you know, he can shove it up his whatever. Come on. The team is not this incredible, this juggernaut. Why, why do you think they're not? They're the, they're the 15th seed in the NBA right now. They're the 15th seed in the NBA. So what gives you the impression that they're a team that knows how to play consistently? What gives you the impression that they have all these incredible parts to them? Don't get me wrong. They're a great team. And people started to say in the main team that they remind them of the Celtics. Where they are at right now is a, is a close to the same record that the Celtics were last year. So I'm not saying that they're this whole train wreck of a team. They're not. They're a great team that can turn it on in the playoffs. But like people said before, it's getting too late to figure it out. If they don't figure it out, they don't start playing well when it comes to playoff basketball, they can be knocked out, not by just by them. I think the Heat can knock them out. I think the Raptors can knock them out. 
I think that mo- like at least half of the teams in both of, both of the conferences can knock them out in the first round of the playoffs. But then again, if they decide to start playing basketball, they can also show up. It's like last year with the Celtics. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're, they're going to show up. They came out. They swept the Pacers. Everybody goes, oh, watch out. It's going to be a crazy series between the Bucks and the Celtics. And the Celtics could have won that series had they figured it out. But they didn't. There's no way to just say, oh, they're going to figure it out. There's no way to say that Embiid's going to play basketball. So what we have to go off of is what he's been playing, th- the way he's been playing throughout the regular season. And the way he's been playing throughout the regular season has not been his strongest brand of basketball. It's not fair to hit. The Celtics have been playing more cohesive. They've been, have, they've been playing better basketball throughout the season. That's why it makes sense to pick the Celtics over the Sixers, but like a hard pick. I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah, the Celtics are going to defeat them. It's a hard pick. Celtics over the Sixers probably in a game seven. But also, where would that game seven be? The game seven would be at Boston's home with your supposed scenario of having fans. Then it's going to be harder for the Philadelphia 76ers to beat the Celtics in a game seven in the, on, on their turf. And who's to say that Embiid's going to show up? You want to take the statistics out of the times Embiid show up, show up to every single game? I don't know. Probably 30% of the time. So then based off those statistics, which like you said before, you're not a betting man, but you are a betting man, like, like theoretically betting man, you have to bet against the Celtics when it comes to the statistics. And the chemistry, the Celtics just have better chemistry this year. So I don't know, like, not, not that it's the craziest thing in the world to pick the Sixers, but I would take the Celtics. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it's not – what you're saying is not, like, very – it's not far-fetched at all. I know a lot of people will agree with you, too. Most people, maybe. Um, but my – where I'm coming from, you said, like, let's look – you know, you said if you want to, you know, kind of make the argument for the Sixers, you have to look at the regular season. And you have to um, – you know, you have to look at how Embiid has been performing, um, how the Sixers have been performing as a whole in the regular season, their consistency to kind of um, justify my argument, whether they beat the Celtics. But let's look at this. Maybe they're not – first of all, they're not the worst regular season team. They're not – it's not terrible. What are they, fifth seed? Okay. That's not terrible. Um, also, what are the Celtics, third? Okay. They're the, they're the, the yeah. Sixers are the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Celtics are the third seed. But in – Okay, that's only three seeds over. But wait, let me finish my argument. I know it's still it's still a good amount, but I'm just saying. Okay, let's just like look closely here. And if we're looking at playoff performances, I don't want to only look at regular season. I want to look at past playoff performances, whether they've been able to show up. Okay. Um, what's it called? Two years ago, two years ago, they they lost to you guys fair without Kyrie fair fair. You can make that argument. Okay. Last year. They beat Brooklyn in five, and they went on to play Toronto and lose to that crazy buzzer beater. That bounce or whatever is literally how close they were. It, it, okay, it was a, still a tie game, but imagine if that shot bounced out. I had Toronto winning the finals in my prediction, by the way. I thought Toronto was still going to win, but that doesn't take away from the fact of how close Philly was to winning that game. They're a great team. Yeah, they have Jimmy Butler, but honestly, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Embiid was the reason they were there. He was the sole reason. What? Yeah, he was the primary reason they were there, and um, I think you'll be able to do it again. He 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 shows up in the playoffs. He's a great player in the playoffs, and it's very I, I mean, hard. To last stop. year they weren't this incredible team. The, the the Raptors. I'm saying the Raptors weren't this team that was going to run through the NBA. Nobody expected that to happen. Nobody expected the. Raptors Okay, fine, but look, they could – okay, fine, you're right, fine. But if we're talking about how far the Sixers could have gone, you're right. They Okay, so you're right, the Raptors won that insane. They could have beaten the Raptors, fine. I think they could have beaten the Bucks. I think they can't, could have. I think they could, that means that they basically could have gone on to play in the finals. And if everything would have happened, like with KD getting injured, 
Uh, I mean, with Clay getting injured too, and Clay, D, uh, KD already out, I think they would have won the finals. So that means I everything. Would have. I don't. I, I, I don't think they could have beaten the Bucks last year. Yeah, I know that's that. That's a tough. That's a tough um, position to be at just to make that call. But I, I, I think they would. I don't think the Bucks were ready. I think that if the Raptors, the Raptors were a better team than Philly well, was. How many points, how many points that, do you uh, think Joel Embiid averaged against the Raptors? Do you think he took over that game? How many points do you think he averaged that 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 last? That's what I'm saying. His presence is like is 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 so vital to the team that it it kind of like paralyzes. It doesn't paralyze. Sorry, it gives birth actually to the uh, to the Sixers offense. Like what it does is that it gives Simmons more room because they're so focused on Embiid. Siakam is so focused on uh, occupying Embiid. Um, what else? They're, they're so focused on Embiid that it gives birth to the Philly offense, which is great. We hey. even mentioned Tobias Harris. Okay. He's a beast. Well, I just want to interrupt you for a second. So I mean, I have some stats up here. I'll read this to you. Jimmy Butler averaged 22 points against the Raptors, so he was their lead. Next down is Embiid at 17.6, and then you have JJ Redick, Tobias Harris, and the fifth most is 11.6 from Ben Simmons. So if you think that your main producers are going to be Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris, that's kind of a joke. Because Jimmy Butler was their lead. Everybody talked about it this year. The 76ers don't have a lead person. Who's going to carry them down the stretch? Not a big man. Remember the Celtics? The, remember the Sixers needed a bucket against the Celtics in whack 20, 2018 when they played them? They gave the ball to Embiid to win the game, and he got blocked by Terry Rozier from behind. Big men don't finish games. It's not what they do. And I think that's like something that's why they said throughout the NBA. They don't have a point person to play with. They don't have somebody who can take over the game. Joel Embiid averaged 17.6 points a game against the Raptors. And the Raptors weren't this incredible team. I think the Celtics could have beaten the Raptors from last year. I think the Raptors would have beat them. I think the Celtics could have beaten them. I think they're all I think that they're all in the, around the same level. And because of that, with Tatum playing his best, they don't have a player like Tatum who can take over the game. Is, is, am I wrong? Joel Embiid's great. I, I've never seen – he hasn't taken over these games. He can, but he doesn't. They don't have a player who can do that. That's the problem. Okay, so I'm not, I'm an honest man. When when you know I like saying the truth, and the truth is that you proved a very good point that they don't have someone that they can rely on. You know, especially like in the fourth quarter, uh, clocks ticking down. Uh, you know, when it matters the most, fine, they don't, and that's what I think the Celtics have the edge on the Sixers. But we're talking about a seven game series here, and we're talking about um, the Celt- current Celtics team. I still think that this year the Celt- uh, the sorry the Sixers win prevail and win just because um look Tatum is great and he's proved that he can do in the fourth quarter but I don't know I, I don't think that they could end up being this I don't think that you could rely on Tatum in the fourth quarter at that much and that could be that much of a factor to to count out the Sixers I don't again few years from now yeah 100 percent it's gonna be complete like I said I mentioned this a million times already some of a few years from now are gonna be insane they're gonna probably rule the east the Bucks cannot hold the throne for a long time it's probably gonna be between Kyrie, uh, KD, and this, uh, and um, the Celtics. So yeah, the future, hundred um, uh, percent. When it comes to that factor, I think that Tatum, um, you know, is gonna, you know, have that edge um, over so many other playoff teams, and he's gonna give Boston, um, you know, something that a lot of other teams don't have, in the, especially in the East, which is a player they could rely on in the fourth quarter, um, you know, to do his thing. But if we're talking right now, I still think, think Philly. Who on the Sixers can lead them in the fourth quarter? And moreover, who in the Sixers can lead them in the fourth quarter better than Tatum can or Kemba Walker? Who? Fine. Tatum, Tatum could probably lead better than anyone on Philly. 
but that doesn't mean that much. Just because if you if you're if you're playing in the game, you don't always need someone to hit the clutch shot. If you have a decent lead already, you're fine. So I'm saying that's why I think it's gonna go to seven because it's gonna be you know it's gonna be like uh, one or team or the other um, who um, who ends up um, what's it called? Who ends up um, getting lucky and winning. So what's it called? Um, when it comes when it comes down to it, I'm looking at a seven game series. Again, it's tough and there's no question about it. If someone says it's an easy series to call, I don't know where oh, they're yeah. from and you I don't know. know what NBA they've been watching because it's not. But yeah, but um, what if you're if you're again if you're if you're talking about you know the player that they could rely on off for Philly, they don't have one that they could 100% rely on. But I mean, look, um, they again, I like I said, Embiid's presence gives birth to uh, shooting and to the three point score um, um, scoring for Philly, and they have that in Tobias Harris. They have that with um, what's it called? Um, what's his name? Oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. I forgot his wait, I'm searching up the roster right now. But point is that they have they, they can shoot the ball and they're big and um and, and they, they don't all oh, they don't every team doesn't necessarily need someone that they can go to at the fourth quarter. Um and that that's probably why the Sixers won't win the championship um anytime soon because um because they won't be able to compete with other player uh, teams because they don't. Um but 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 if you're looking at just making it past like a okay, second well, round, I will agree with you on one Celtics, point that you said. You I don't said think that you need it'll one. come down to one team or the other winning. I agree with you on that. One team will end up winning the series, um, hopefully, as long as coronavirus doesn't stop it. But it's like you said, they don't have. There's no way. There's no way to to judge future basketball without taking the past into account. There's no way to think that like next year the Lakers will be good without thinking back to the past and saying, wow, LeBron has been so good throughout his career and so has AD, which means that probably the Lakers will be a good team next year or in the playoffs. You can't judge the future without the past. Also, you can you have to take into account that, you know, future performance is no, whatever, past performance is no guarantee of future success. But if we're taking the past base into account, it doesn't make sense. Like I keep repeating the same thing. It doesn't make sense that the Sixers are a better team than the Celtics. It just doesn't. They haven't been playing the better team this that They were not a better team this year. They were not a be- Last year was a different story. They were not a better team two years ago. And now Tatum is, if Tatum's playing in the soup, look, do you agree with me on this? If Tatum is playing at the superstar level that he was, I think it was during the month of February or whatever it was, or January, if Tatum's playing at that level, then do you think the Celtics will beat the Sixers? So you're saying that Tatum playing the way he did against the no, Lakers and against all those teams, that's not going to take – and if that does translate to a game against the Sixers, you're saying that won't be enough. No. Are you saying every single game in that series will be able to No, yeah. I'm does? saying that he plays we the same did it way before? Yeah. yeah, but I'm, every I mean, single like, game in that play, series. Like, like all the players play well, but I'm saying if Tatum is playing – like you know, players like to heighten their heighten their basketball skills or whatever it is around playoff time, playoff P, whatever you want to call it. If he plays his at, at his highest level, do you think the Celtics are the are the favorite team? Barely, but they you think they would be the favorite team. So that's yeah, okay, fine. So then we agree on that. Yeah, I, fine. Yeah, that's what I I'm trying to say. I think the Celtics at their best would beat the Sixers at their best. That's just that's just me personally because I don't think Embiid's broken through the ceiling to being a superstar in the league. You know, he's definitely an all-star. He's definitely one of the best centers. But meaning, like, 
when we see players like AD perform the way he did in those playoffs a couple years ago, that's watching somebody break through to become a superstar. When we see Damian Lillard dropping, averaging 50 points, when we see LeBron going off and becoming a playoff version himself, that's what I mean by entering superstar status. And if those players can do that in the playoffs, it means so much more for those teams. But I, if you agree with me on this, I don't think that anybody on the Sixers have ever proven themselves to, to have that breakthrough moment and play consistency consistently for a short period of time. No, and they haven't, but that's just because of the players that they draft. Like, like uh, that's what I'm saying. This team's focus is not – even though they, I think that's what they try to do with Jimmy Butler – um, and it didn't work that well, but it worked. It worked. It, it, it proved to be at least, um, like I guess you could say, okay for them. But they did try to do that with Jimmy Butler. Um, but again, going back to the team's focus, the team's focus is you know is dominating one with depth. Look, why are they just on Al Horford when they still haven't beat? They're trying to. They know that the East lacks depth, especially the Celtics. Okay, why did the Celtics uh, lose to the Bucks last year? What was it? Four a sweep or five games? Because they lack depth. They had Tatum, fine. And they had Brown, fine. But they couldn't just um, match um, what the Bucks, uh, yeah. the damage the Bucks were doing um, uh, uh, with, with their big man. So it, it comes down to really understanding that, yeah, okay, having that guy, that super, that guy who, like, like a guy who has a breakthrough and you could lie in the fourth quarter means so much. But it doesn't mean it, – it, I don't think it, it, it can go as far as saying that, no, it, it automatically means that, like, um, the, uh, the Celtics Dude, are going to be the, Celt- the Sixers in the Celtics seven games. Have mo- that had the Celtics had the deepest bench in the league last year. They were a dysfunctional team. That's a different story. They're an outlier. They played with Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward on the bench. They had Marcus Morris on their team, Terry Rozier. They had backups on top of backups on top of backups. It's not about depth. It's about – when it comes to the playoffs, it's about who can heighten their level of play. The 76ers have never proven to be able to do that. They just haven't. And the Celtics have. That's why I'm, that's why I'm picking them. I'm picking the team that's proven that they can play intense games and, 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 and series like that. The only reason they were in the series that they were last year against the Raptors was because of Jimmy Butler, who's now gone. And nobody else on their team, by nobody else, I mean Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Embiid. Count Josh Richardson if you want. He's sort of like a piece they just put in there. He does work for the team. But those three, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Ben Simmons, have never broken through to a playoff status, superstar status, playoff mode, whatever you want to call it. That's why I can't say that they beat it. Who has? It's not about depth. It's about talent. It's about it's about pure talent. And that, that, that's why I put it like that. So that's why I disagree with you because no, okay, no, not not I'm okay. I think everything well we're saying here in terms of our opinions, it, you, like like you mentioned, like it's not like like I'm saying I hundred percent disagree with you. There's some thing, elements of your argument that I disagree with, and and I'm not saying like look, I'm not saying I'm not here to say depth means everything. No, but I just think it means more than um what you're um you know the way how how you how much you value. I think it, it, you're undervaluing it, and I don't think I'm overvaluing. It. I think I'm valuing it just right. And I think that, especially against the Celtics team, look, I want to see the Celtics beat a team that, you know, um, that prides themselves on the damage they're able to do in the paint. Once I see that, then I'll believe that the Celtics can beat the Sixers in a seven-game series, even though they, there's still a chance that they can, obviously. Because, um, again, this is really – when you flip a coin with the like, uh, Celtics and Sixers, I think it's also – like, the current teams right now, I think it's has entails too. But 
Um, with all that being said, I, I don't think the Celtics have what it takes to be a team. Like, if, if you pair the Celtics with the Bucs right now, the Bucs would destroy. The Bucs are a different team than the Celtics, but what would the Bucs do? What would their first focus be, Um, you know, when, you. when considering attack? I'll tell you. Uh, attacking the Celtics. Fine. The reason that the Bucs would, would, would probably beat the Celtics what would it be? is because, number one, the talent that Giannis has, he's definitely a superstar. He can take over a game. But wait, what would Giannis do? He he attacks dude, the paint. He doesn't shoot. The other he goes on the court. Wait, full force. For a second, no. Chris Middleton in the playoffs has shot an incredible percentage, and I know you know this. He shoots like sixty against the Celtics over the past three years. He shot like seventy something percent from three. Forget that. He shoots like a crazy percentage. But also, if you take the rest of the other four players around Giannis as a collective and look at how they're playing, they all play insanely consistent basketball. All of them shoot well in the playoffs. All of them do their job extremely well in the playoffs, which is something that you can't say with the Sixers. The Sixers have not all played well together. They don't play as – they don't heighten their level of play. They're a good team. They're a good team, but they're not a great team. And that's why I, I – I, neither the Celtics are either, but the Celtics do have great players. That's what differentiates them. The Celtics have great players who play who, who have proven that, and the, and the Sixers don't. That's why I would take them over. Okay, but I mean, look, I'm not saying the Sixers are again. You're saying the, the Sixers are not an insane team. I agree with you. They're not. Neither are the Celtics. And that's why it's not that crazy for me to take them over the Celtics. Do I have the Sixers going to the finals? No, I don't. Do I have them making it probably this year? Would I have them making the um, Would I have them making the conference finals? Maybe. Maybe. Very – I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big maybe. But um, – Point is that I don't have them going that far. They're not an insane team. But with all that being said, there are some things we agree with. There are some things that we don't. That's the beauty of all this. And I want to say um, thank you for uh, joining Get Real with Dave. Um, you've been an amazing guest. You're the only person so far other than uh, my good friend Isaac to uh, appreciate you know, it, here Dave. twice. Thank you for having me. So I'm sure everyone loves you, and uh, thank you.